ഭാഗവത വായനി ചാപ്റ്റർ ട്വന്റി വൺ ദ ദുർവാസ എപ്പിസോഡ് വ്യാസ ഹേസൻ ടു എക്സ്പ്ലെയിൻ ദുർവാസ സ്ക്വയർ ലാഫ്റ്റർ ദുർവാസ ഹവെവർ എക്സെപ്റ്റഡ് ദ പ്രേയർ ഓഫ് ദുര്യോധന ഹി സ്റ്റാർട്ടഡ് ടുവേഴ്സ് ദ ഫോറസ്റ്റ് സെയിങ് റൈറ്റ് ഐ ഷോൾ ഡൂ സോ ഇൻ ദിസ് പ്രേയർ there was a deep sinister purpose it was this listen one morning at sunrise when the pandavas were worshiping the sun the sun god took pity on their condition and out of his immeasurable grace bestowed on them a vessel whose contents will remain undiminished however much they are used up it was called akshaya patra draupadi has the beautiful wife used to take her food only after the five brothers had taken theirs until she finishes her meal the vessel will be full of food however many may partake of it when she has finished and cleaned the vessel it can give no more thus once every day the vessel was pouring plenty until she has eaten her meal prior to that she could feed thousands even millions from out of that vessel but once she has taken her food out of it it loses the power for the day that is to say there must be some part or particle of food in it so that it can be multiplied a million fold and used that was its peculiar glory duryodhana requested durvasa to approach the pandavas and demand hospitality after draupadi had taken her food for he had this special handicap in mind When the short-tempered sage seeks food and the Pandavas are unable to satisfy him and his huge retinue he was certain to invoke a terrible curse in the throes of hunger that would destroy the Pandava brothers forever the knotty problem of living with them will be solved and the Kauravas can rule the entire realm in peace that was the evil intent of Duryodhana but the pandavas looked for support not to something or someone outside them but to the lord within them what can the curse of a sage however mighty do to such when the all protecting lord is on their side how can the wiles of evil minded men harm them their conspiracies will have to fail ignominiously the wicked kauravas did not realize that when they plan in one direction the lord plans in another so durvasa appeared before the pandavas with his 10000 disciples just when draupadi was resting after her food and after cleaning the sacred vessel conversing with her lords dharmaraja saw the sage come towards the leaf thatched hut where they spent their days he rose quickly welcomed him enthusiastically washed his feet offered flowers in worship and fell prostrate before him he declared i have realized my highest ambition in life this is indeed a day of supreme luck he shed tears of joy and stood with folded hands his brothers and draupadi stood by his side after their prostrations with heads bent in reverential homage durvasa who was visibly tired by the exhaustion of the long journey spoke with evident exasperation we are going to the river for bath and noon rituals 
So have food ready for me and for my 10,000 followers when we return. Then they moved towards the river after this announcement. When these words fell on his ears, Dharmaraja felt a shock. His heart very nearly stopped. He consulted Draupadi and discovered that the vessel had been cleaned nicely and kept aside. They all sank in sorrow, fearing what might happen to them. Ten thousand to be fed! Oh God, what has this day in store for us? They lamented, lost in grief. For Draupadi, the ideal housewife, the chance to entertain guests with food was a welcome gift. But at this late hour, when so many had to be fed so soon in the jungle, where no provisions were available, she became desperate. The guest who has landed on us is the celebrated Duruasa whose attainments and capabilities are known all over the world. By a mere thought, he can turn those who anger him into ashes. Alas, what terrible calamity awaits my lords! She wondered and shivered in fear. She could not decide on any plan to feed the horde that had descended on her. Who else could help her out than the Lord, the Savior of the good, Shri Krishna? O Gopala, O Madhusudana, save my lords, guard us from the destruction threatening us, show us some means of satisfying these ascetics and this sage. She called upon Krishna with tears streaming from her eyes and with anguish gnawing at her heart. She pleaded yearningly with the Lord. Whatever may be in store for her, she did not mind, but she prayed that her husbands be saved and her Mangalyam married status retained intact. She wept aloud in grief. The Pandava brothers heard the wail. Their agony was troubled. They too prayed to Krishna, their only refuge. O Nanda Nandana, you rescued us from calamity after calamity designed by the Kauravas. You guarded us as the eyelids guard the eye. Why have you plunged us in this awful distress today? Pardon our sins and faults. Save us from this dire peril, O Lord. The prayers of the Pandavas and the tears of Draupadi softened the heart of Krishna at Mathura and moved him from there. Footfalls were heard. The Pandavas, whose heads were bent with anxiety about Durvasa returning from the river, raised their eyes and saw Krishna entering their hut, scattering brightness with a smile, his yellow robe trailing along the ground. They exclaimed, Krishna! Krishna! and ran towards the Lord. Draupadi heard the voice and hurried out of the inner apartments. She surmised it must be some sign of grace of God that might be showered on them. But when they saw Krishna, she hastened to fall at his feet and washed him with her tears. O oh Lord, save me, save my Mangalyam, satisfy this sage and his followers, O oh Lord. Krishna, the consummate director of this universal drama, appeared unconcerned with their anxieties, but immersed only in his own hunger. He said, Draupadi, this is strange. I am hungry. 
First appease my hunger and then you can ask me what you need. First give me, give me immediately some little food and put out his palm as if he could not wait. Draupadi said, O oh Lord, this is not the occasion for fun. This is the testing time for us. Save us, do not laugh at her plight. She wiped the flow of tears with the border of a sari. She prayed, both hands extended in supplication. Krishna lifted up her head with his hands and said in soft assuring tones, Child, tears collect in the eyes of women at the slightest provocation. But can my hunger be appeased by tears? Krishna was in a sarcastic mood. Draupadi replied, O Gopala, you are the second supplicant of our door today. But if we do not give you what you ask, you will not curse us and bring destruction on us. But the other supplicant is waiting with 10,000 followers to appease his hunger by a dinner on all of us. We are all about to be reduced to ashes. Where can we get even a single grain in this forest? How can I appease the hunger of so many people at such a short notice in this desolate place? She explained the reason for the gloom that had overtaken them. Gopala laughed aloud. Ten thousand guests have come, you say. But I do not see even a single one here. I can only laugh at your words, O Draupadi. You are throwing away the child on your hip to fondle the children who are afar. First, give me enough for my hunger. You can then think of satisfying people who are far away. Krishna was adamant that he should be attended to first. He acted the part of a hungry person so perfectly. Draupadi had to explain her predicament. Lord, the vessel had a variety of food. They were all served and finished. I took my food last. I have cleaned the sacred vessel gifted by some god and kept it aside. How can I get food from it now? How can I appease your hunger? You are our only refuge, O oh Lord. If you, who know everything, causes suffering, what shall we say to others, O oh Lord? Draupadi wept again. Gopala said, Well, Draupadi, bring here the vessel. Even if I get from it a particle of some eatable, I shall be content. So she went in and brought the vessel and placed it in the hands of Krishna. Gopala passed his fingers carefully inside the vessel, seeking some particle that might have escaped the scraping and washing. He found in the neck of the vessel the fraction of a cooked leaf. So he asked, Draupadi, you seem to have had a leafy dish for lunch today. Draupadi was surprised that Krishna was able to discover a fractional leaf in the vessel she had scrubbed clean. This must be your miracle, O Lord. Whatever work I do, I do efficiently. I surely could not have scrubbed it so shabbily. She laughed. When she approached Krishna to see the leaf, Krishna showed it to her, saying, Look, I got this leaf from your vessel. This thing is enough to appease not only my hunger, 
but the hunger of all beings in the universe. Then he put it on his tongue with the end of his finger and swallowing exclaimed, Ah, how nice! My hunger is gone. At that very moment, Durvasa on the river bank and his ten thousand disciples felt their stomachs over full with food. Their hunger too was gone. They experienced supreme happiness, free from the pangs of hunger they suffered a minute ago. They communicated their wonder to each other in gestures and then in words. Our stomachs are too full already. There is no space in them for even an additional grain of rice. Dharmaraja will be waiting for us there with a heavy banquet of extra delicious dishes and he will insist on our doing full justice to his hospitality. But where have we the space for the feast he has prepared? We are indeed in a terrible fix. They said. Someone then remembered the incident when their master Durvasa cursed Ambarisha and suffered discomfiture at the hands of the very victim of his curse through the intercession of Krishna. They reported their condition and their surmise to Durvasa. The sage who became aware of the grace that was won by Dharmaraja blessed him profusely. He left the place with his disciples by another route avoiding the residence of the Pandava brothers. But Krishna commissioned Bhima to proceed to the river to bring the sage and his retinue quickly for lunch. When Bhima saw them getting away through another route, he walked quicker and the disciples, afraid of his intentions, ran into the jungle to save themselves. Bhima confronted Durvasa and told him, Master, my elder brother ordered me to meet you and bring you, for lunch is ready for all of you. Durvasa pleaded inability. O Bhima, we cannot eat even the fraction of a mouthful. We are full to the bursting point. We are not displeased at all with you. I bless you that you may attain every happiness. I shall come to you when you are ruling the world as undisputed sovereigns and I shall then receive your hospitality. Those who sent me to you with sinful motives they will meet their total destruction. Wishing them best of luck, Durvasa left with all his followers. Did you notice, San Parikshit, the devotion and sense of surrender your grandfathers had nothing to equal them, so too the grace that Krishna showered upon them was unexcelled. When Vyasa was revealing these incidents to show Parikshit, the speedy faith of the Pandavas and the grace of Krishna, Parikshit listened intently, with awe and reverence, wonder and anxiety, alternately affecting his mind. When the dilemma of the Pandavas was described, Parikshit was agitated. When some impending calamity was described, he shed tears of sympathy. When success was described, he shed tears of joy.